What's better than a regular happy hour? How about an ultimate happy hour for moms? Martini Mamas podcast is a weekly hangout for modern mamas to discuss mamahood, work-life balance, blended families, and self-care. So whether you're looking for advice, community, or a new bestie, you are in the right place. Cheers. Hey guys, welcome back to the Martini Mamas podcast. It's your girl, Rika. And let me let you know, it has been such a joy bringing all these amazing women onto the show to give us sights and just have some good old girls. Today is going to be the same. Today we have Patience Tamara. She is an intuitive healing coach that is going to get us together, okay? When I say she's going to gather us to internally, I'm so looking forward to this. Um, It has interested me for quite some time as I've been on my healing journey. And I think we can all heal in different areas in different ways. And so we're going to bring her on in. Hey, mama, hey. Hey, I'm so happy to be here in this space. This feels good. It feels It feels like home, nice and cozy. Oh, good, 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 good. I love it. I love it. So tell me and everybody else, who is Patience Tamara? Like, how did we get here? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I am a mama of um, to a beautiful 13-month-old baby boy named Onyx. And he, my journey into motherhood really led me down a full circle life moment, which I'm sure a lot of mamas listening to this are probably on right now. But anyway, um, but I am an intuitive healing coach. I have been doing this work, this healing work on myself for over 10 years now, but I've been guiding community um, for the past five years. And it's always been something that I felt very weird and strange about, to be quite honest, because of my upbringing. I grew up in the church and intuitively, like there was always this knowing that I was meant for something greater, like that what I was feeling, the energy that I was experiencing and the interactions with people, I knew that it was different, but I can never put a name to it really until more recently. Um, it all made sense to me. So that's me in a nutshell. I share what I share really for me, every video that you see or everything that you experience from me, it's really me talking to me and healing these different versions of myself, but also, of course, helping community. Oh, you're such a beautiful soul. We got to do our, our quick mom vibe check. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. So question number one, on a different world, which character would you be? Would you be Denise Huxtable? Would you be Freddie or would you be Whitley? I'm in my Whitley era. I'm in my main character era. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> For sure. She was always giving that girl. She didn't care, you know? Yeah. At all. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. Which friend group could we catch you hanging out with? Is it going to be girlfriends or living single? Girlfriends. Girlfriends for sure. I have my two very best friends. They are... they. We don't live um, close now, but those are my girls. We're literally, we're literally that. I love them. I love them so much. So yeah, I'm Joan. You just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. And the last question is, we're talking about old school candy. Are you a Chico stick girl? Or a Jolly Rancher stick girl? Chico stick. Mm-hmm. Definitely oh. a Chico stick. 
Yes. Wow. That makes me want one right now. Wow. I love these questions. That's all I have for you though. So let me just let y'all know, I discovered her on Instagram as we, you know, flip, 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 flip. And she came across and some people's energy you can just feel come through the screen, you know? It was like, man, she is really talking to me, even though you were talking to probably like thousands and thousands of people. I know you say you grew up in the church. Was there a personal experience that made you take this transformative path? Absolutely. Really two that I can think of. Um, one was... I, you know, people say they have their like come to Jesus moments or their spiritual awakenings. Um, I've had two that have led me to hear my most recent one is what I would probably talk more about because it was the most transformative one. The one that truly made me step fully into this role and into this power because I cannot ignore it after that. Um, and honestly, it was just a, a, it was an inner knowing I was sitting on my couch and I had a moment, I looked around and I'm just like, like life is just so beautiful. And there was a, there was almost like a nostalgia to it. I was just, it was like this childlike wonder, you know, and I'm like, wow, the the light is shining in really nicely. And it's just amazing. And I just felt the Holy Spirit come in and I just broke down. Like I've never broken down before in my life. And I couldn't even ignore it. You know, sometimes when you're crying or it's a breakdown, you can kind of stop yourself and be like, okay, let me gather, let me gather myself a little. This one, I could not, I'm like, I got to fall into this. I have to just be present in it because who I cannot deny what I felt in that moment. And it was just a whirlwind of like all, all the things that I felt and knew since I was a child, like all the little inclinations, we, we have them, you know, they're always there, but we've learned, we've been programmed to ignore them. But in that moment, I felt all of it. I'm like, I knew, I knew who I was. I knew what my path was all along, but I just yes. kept ignoring it and kept ignoring it and kept ignoring it. And then in that moment, Holy Spirit said, no more. This is the calling that I have for your life. And I need you to accept it and step fully into it. And I said, okay. Now right. before, like, okay, back it all up. Because mm-hmm. how did you even position yourself to be in the space, to even feel the, I mean, to experience that moment? Well, it's really, my testimony is in my journey. Six months ago, not even six months, February of this year, we got a note on our door that said we had 24 hours to leave. Yeah. What? That was February. That was February of this year. We had 24 hours to leave and and it was a culmination of things. Of course, I was dealing with postpartum depression and not really knowing that that's what it was and not naming it and thinking that I was okay and trying to push forward and, and, you know, do all these things and just trying to keep it together, you know, and I let things build up and build up and build up to the point of, I don't know what to do. And it left us in a, in a space of like praying that some rental assistance would come through and it wasn't, the timing wasn't working for us. So I'm like, oh my God, we, I am six months postpartum with a beautiful child. And I am sitting here putting us in a situation where we might be houseless because I'm too afraid to look at my shit. Listen, the testimony is, it's, it's something. That's when I was like, okay, God, that's when I really started to talk to God. That's when I started to just call his name whenever, wherever in conversation. I didn't care what prayer looked like at that point. I'm a, I'm a talk to him. And that's what I did. I'm like, God, please, I don't understand. 
You know, I I thought I've been listening to you this entire time. I thought that I was doing a good job, but this don't look right. This is not how my life should be going right now. And I just have real conversations with God, real conversations with myself. And then he started to work in my life. And I'm like, okay. And this was before the, the spiritual awakening. This was before I gave myself to God. This was before all of it. I'm just like, okay. I remember back in church, they always said, if you needed something, you know, asking you shall right. receive. So I'm going to ask and see what happens. So that's what I was doing. And I started to see him work. We were, we were able to move into a new place that was right across the street from my mom. We found movers within a couple of hours and just, I called on community and everyone showed up. I even posted a video on TikTok, just asking, like, I need help. You know, I've been, a, I've, I feel like I've been a light and I've been trying to be so positive in life. And that was a moment where I'm like, I need help. I'm I'm not pretending anymore because life is hard. I can be this light and I can be optimistic, but I also cannot ignore the alternative anymore. So I asked for help. I leaned on community and we raised $5,000 to make all of that happen. Mm. Community sent, sent us $5,000 to make sure that our house was safe. So everything yeah. worked out. And that's when I was like, okay, all right, God. Okay. <laughs> As you say that, I think about the story of God, really Jesus and the disciples taking the two loaves and the five fish and, and the multitudes, you know, and it was community there. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny how you have these full circle moments that have come. What seems like our lowest point is really God raising us up. What they call that, yes. the, the Phoenix rising moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay. So I had to break all of that down to get you here. Yeah, oh. it's like he, it's like he everything that he does is, is so intentional. And mm. I'm I'm I've been battling with this space of like, there's no good without bad. And sometimes what God does, he'll position you at your lowest to skyrocket you forward. And that's what I feel like my testimony to the world is going to be. I feel like, and in anyone, when you think of like the people that you admire the most, it's that same, that same story. Like he will, he will beat you down. Make sure that he beats you down, that life beats you down. For you to know that his promise is his promise, you know, for you to know yeah. that his love is his love. He has to show you what it's like to live in the absence of it. Mm. And that's what he he did. Yeah. You have to live. So engrossed. I know I'm supposed to be hosting, but all I can do is nod my head in agreement because you're right. Everyone has their breaking point. Everyone has that story of like, I, I was at my lowest point and God did this. But it goes back to us always thinking that we have to be qualified for something. And God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies us. He qualifies Mm. those that he calls. And even me in this space is so many days I doubt whether I am doing the right thing or that I'm on the right path. It's like, keep walking keep doing, you know, you be like, but God, you know, and it's right. just like tired of walking. Right. He's like, no, keep doing. I mean, it's almost also like stop substituting. Mm. Right. We do a lot of like, God has already told us a promise. He's made a promise with us. He's very, like you said, very intentional and strategic on how we get to that promise. 
Um, but sometimes we come in with these substitutions. I like to call them our Hagar moments. And we try to produce and birth something that was never meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Are you there with me? You ex- Have yeah, you experienced I, that? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. I've been listening listening to a song by Ryan, what's her name? Madison Ryan Ward. And it's called Chosen. Beautiful song. In the chorus, chorus, she says, You are chosen, even broken. And so I'm I'm allowing myself more grace when I, you know, don't follow follow the path that I know I'm meant to. When I make decisions that make me feel like I am regressing or I'm still at a job where, you know. It's it's not my calling, but I have to be here because right. I have bills to pay. You know, when 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 you feel like you're in a space when your circumstances don't match God's word, or you're still making decisions that you know deep down you shouldn't be making, it's like I'm I'm human, still working on me. He's still preparing me. You know, it's not I'm not perfect. I'm not going to yeah. always make the right decisions, even though I know. I feel like in the moments where you make mistakes with the awareness that, you know, okay, I I saw where I made the choice where I shouldn't have. I know that very moment. Give yourself grace there. You know, allow yourself a bit more grace because I'm tired of beating myself up and pretending like I have to know all the answers right away. That's unrealistic of me. And God isn't that's not what he want for, wants for us. So if I allow myself the grace to be like, all right, I made this mistake. You know, I'm substituting a little bit here. Okay, next time around, I'll do it the correct way. Right. <laughs> you end up wanting to break that cycle of like, okay. I think sometimes we do get caught in positions that our calling is so great, but life can be so hard and it can beat us down. From an intuitive healing perspective, How do we get to the point of allowing ourselves to feel grace? Because that's what it is, right? It's not so like, we'll give everybody grace. We'll give the kids grace. You broke my favorite mug. You take the deep breath. You're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I can buy another mug. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, somebody hit ding your door. You're like, I can paint it. But when it comes to ourselves, we are our own worst critics and we won't give ourselves great. We won't give ourselves space to feel great. I really feel into it. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about me, y'all. This is my moment. This is my coaching moment, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one thing that had that I like to lead people to is this inner child visual- visualization that I did. And I feel like it really transformed how I see myself. Because at the end of the day, when we're making mistakes or we're feeling, you know, <sighs> anger, frustration, guilt, shame, all of these things. It's really a version of ourselves that's calling out that feels triggered in a way. And if we are able to like put a name to that, put a age to that, or even just a version of ourselves or figure to that, I feel like we can literally hold out our hand and give it grace. So a visualization that I like to do, that's really easy. If you've never done a visualization or meditation practice, this one is easy. All I I suggest is that you have a space to sit in, you know, quiet, that you feel safe and you can close your eyes and just start to imagine there is a version of you, a younger version of you that's trying to reach up to grab something off of a counter that's too high. And they're like struggling, you know, so much, so much. And just see yourself handing 
that person, that thing, or whatever it is that they're searching for. What that does is it allows your inner child to feel safe. And in that safety, in that space of like, wow, you're just a you're just a little baby. You're just a, a little child that that wants to get something, that's trying to grab something. When you see yourself at that space and you're able to offer yourself that, you're like, okay, you deserve this safety. You deserve this grace. Grace and safety to me are the same thing because in grace is where you can feel safe in yourself. In grace, you can feel all of your emotions, you know, all at once. So if you're able to to do that visualization, I would say maybe once a week, you know, it doesn't have to be this hard thing that you that you feel like you have to dive into. I, I think a lot of times healing can feel that way, it can feel very daunting, but this is something that should be lighthearted and playful, you know, and most likely as you progress in that visualization, you'll start to notice other aspects of your inner child that comes out. You know what you need for your healing. So once you allow your time, your yourself the time to sit, you're going to lead yourself to so much more healing than you really know. And I know it's hard to sit, but all it takes is really a moment. It can be when you're washing your dishes, like do the visualization then. You know, it can be when you're out walking, do a quick visualization then, even with your eyes open, just have this childlike wonder in the world and you'll you'll guide yourself through your, mm. your own healing, really. That's so beautiful. I think it's so beautiful because what you just described there makes us put ourselves, like take ourselves back to us being the small, because we are in relative, just small connections in this world, mm-hmm. interdependent on each other. But if we knew that there, we were just linking to someone else and that, that little inner child needs all of us, you know what I mean? Not just a piece yeah. of us, right? We can't yeah. just be like and throw really handing ourselves over. It opens up a vulnerability. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting up here like, oh my goodness. I always try to steal myself, even with being a new mama. How do you still find those moments? It's really hard. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, it's extremely hard. Luckily, I have a flow within my community where I'm able to ensure I create that space because it's something that I require for myself. So a part of that is communicating more effectively. Like, I, hey, I need you to help me out on Wednesday and Sunday. Wednesday, Sunday, I, I, I do everything else. You can do Wednesday, Sunday, please. You know, (laughs) like I, for my mental health, for my safety, for my enjoyment of motherhood and parenting this beautiful baby boy, I need my time. Okay. So I'm going to need some assistance. So it's really like, I honor myself in that way by making sure I communicate. These are the days that I need for myself. And you have to prioritize yourself to make sure that happens and not shrink, not people, please. You know, this is something that you're doing for you and you deserve it, you know, because you do so much, so much. And if if mommy isn't good, nobody good. So <laughs> it's we said also, the also helping out everyone else too <laughs> by pouring into yourself. I. I always say that on this platform, hence the martini mamas. Yes, a good cocktail. However, it is about the pour. It is about getting the refill. 
And it is in moments like this that me and you are having right now that you really are getting the refill you need. And and just the little gems that's being dropped, you're like, oh, yeah, I do need to honor. Ding, ding, ding. If I had a bell, honor myself. Oh, my gosh. When you when you think about honoring yourself for all of the things that you do, it's like not just on Mother's Day, you're worth the day every day. And if we looked at it like that every single day, then I think we would just we wouldn't be so overwhelmed and burned out in motherhood. And we would be able to laugh and experience the joy and thrive. You know, another thing is, like you said, I think we feel that is active communication. And I think it does go back to that small child that's in the inside of us who is stuck in the people pleasing. And because when you were a kid, you were never, ever allowed to speak up or ask for anything or give your point of view. And so that little person is stifled. And so you right now say, well, I had to do it by myself all these other years. So I'm going to continue to do it by myself when that is no longer the case. Because what what has that done for you? You know, when you look at the storyline of your life, when has that benefited you really and truly? You know, you're, you're probably, you're exhausted. I, that's how I was when I had my moment of like, girl, you independent, but you don't always have to be independent. You can ask for help. It's okay. Yes. It's not going to be a weakness. It's not, you're still you, you're still strong. You're still amazing. You're still divine. You're still all the things you can ask for help, you know? So yeah, you really have to, to allow yourself. Like I deserve this. My inner child deserves to speak up for myself and it's right. not easy at all. You know, it's very difficult, especially when, when it's w- with loved ones, you know, maybe yeah. the same, the same people who you felt like you know, you couldn't communicate with before parents, grandparents, you know, but those are the people that's your community. That's your village. Um, if you're lucky, you know, and breaking free and allowing yourself to communicate, it not only helps you, it helps them too. Cause they're, you're that's, leading the pack that way. That's been something that I've been on lately is teaching my kids that specifically is speaking up for themselves. Like I will intentionally give them, say something to them and then say, so what do you think about that? What do you have to say? Mm. Right. Because I don't want them to feel like in that moment, like they can't come back and say, well, n- you know, whatever. No, no talk. You have yeah. something to say, say it. Right. Because I want you to feel heard. And I think when I was growing up, I never had that. So it's like, no, because I want you to know, like, you can speak up for yourself. Yep. And they look at me, they're like, don't say it. Let's have this conversation, you know, a little scary. Mm-hmm. I want to push this conversation a little further. If you will allow me, I want to talk about forgiveness, forgiveness of self, but also forgiveness of what family members or people have done to us. And we say that that phrase, oh, you can forgive, but don't forget, you know, which I really hate that phrase um, because I think it keeps you tied to that person spiritually. Um, I don't think we should keep the record, but to a mama out there who maybe was in a relationship with someone and heart was broken out of the relationship and still continues to, you know, be deceived. Um, how can they heal? Like what, can you give them a little nudge in the right direction? Absolutely. 
um, actually have a quote in my book. Let me see if I can find it. This is when I like got it for myself. So it says, forgive them not because they deserve your forgiveness, but because you deserve the freedom that will come from it. That's when I realized that me holding on to this energy of resentment, of regret, of anger, of frustration, of, of you know, all the things. Yeah. It's only, it's not affecting the other person whatsoever. It's literally just building up and building up and building up within me. And if you're anything like me, sometimes that unforgiveness can come off as anger. And I've realized that I was, I was angry, you know, most of the time. And that wasn't, I didn't want to feel angry. It wasn't pleasant. I wasn't a pleasant person to be around because I was holding on to this negativity. And it was also a realization that I, I have anxiety really bad. And when I think about the father of my child and how our situation unraveled and, and there was a lot of like pain still there, but I would still have to communicate with him and see him and all these things. And he's the father of my child. So, you know, yeah, I, I realized that I was also, because of my anxiety, I was also creating conflict that wasn't there. You know, like I would talk myself into this story and then create some type of of conflict or just my energy created a conflict that wasn't necessary, you know? So it was a lot of miscommunication and a lot of bashing heads and a lot of ugly coming out because I wasn't being honest with myself and what I felt in order to forgive. So I would say to that mama, allow yourself to feel what you feel in truth, you know, don't, don't try and ignore it because until you feel what you feel, it's not going to go anywhere. So I allowed myself to feel all of that, all of that, the anger, the frustration, the rage, you know, the self-hatred even, you know, cause I'm like, girl, you put yourself in this situation, you know, all the, all the things. So <laughs> I allow myself to feel all of that. And sometimes that can be heavy. I, use journaling to help me through that. Journaling helps me a ton when I'm in that space of releasing my emotions, movement as well, stretching. There are a ton of TikTok like trending videos now on how to release emotional trauma from your body. So those are the practices that I use when I'm in that space. And then once I allow myself to feel everything, I slowly just see that person as also a child that's triggered and that's trying to figure it out. And then that's how I'm able to give them that same forgiveness yeah. because that's really all it is. When we're triggered, it's just a, a inner child version of ourselves that's afraid or scared or, you know, wanting to be seen or heard or whatever it is in that case. So yeah. that helps me every, every time, you know, I have to communicate with him or whatever. And I, and it, it doesn't go as planned. I'm like, it's okay. We're both just children trying to figure it out sometimes. Right. It's all right. It, you know? Yeah. I definitely know. Um, lately I've been so, um, self-aware of just, just the things that you don't want to pass down. Um, and it's not until you have to go to the doctor and check those boxes that you realize, know a lot, you know, um, especially for me, because there was abandonment in my childhood. Right. So a lot of the questions I would love to ask my mom, she's not living anymore. You know what I mean? And, and when she was living, I wasn't mature enough or self-aware 
to want to know the answers to those questions. And now that I have like all these kids over here, I'm like, oh man, I I really want to know this thing. But lately my thing has been um, fight or flight watching TV shows. Mm. I can't take tension in TV shows for too long. It's like, okay, like, okay, there's a, there's like a scene going on. They don't build up the tension in there. And I'm like, I just like either cut the show off or I walk away. And it was, I was watching a show with my husband and it wasn't until like we're in the middle of the show. And I was just like, if I continue to watch the show with you, I'm sorry. I'm about to leave. And he's like, what's wrong? That's just like, I can feel it. I can feel me wanting to just get antsy. And I was just like, man, I had to really sit in that. I had to like walk away, go sit in that. Like, why is that a thing? I I know what it is. It was because when I was a little girl and um, they were making a decision whether I was going to stay with my mom or go back to a foster home. Like the decision was to, you know, take, take me from my mom. I had to sit in this sterile courtroom. Right. And wait. And and the tension of having to wait. And then I end up, uh, they make the decision. But of course, you're, I was seven, so they don't tell you. Um, but they made it so that my mom could say goodbye, but she didn't say goodbye. She kind of just looked at me, which now I know as a mom how painful that had to be. Um, to be looking at your child and have to say goodbye. And then I had to leave. So there, there is the flight part. Like I gotta, I gotta go because they hurried up and was like, all right, well, you know, you only get a few minutes and then they snatch mm-hmm. away because you're technically not supposed to be in the bathroom with her anyway. Um, and, and I can see and feel those feelings. Wow. So when, when was your first realization that that feeling was tied to that memory. It was just the other day. Sat with it. I sat with it. I was just like, I looked at my husband and I was just like, I, I know why I feel this way. And he's like, and like, you can talk about something that you experienced something, but you don't know how it affects you. Mm-hmm. It was in that moment that I then knew like, oh, that's what it is. Like we have to know that everything we go through our body keeps record and keeps score. Yep. That's yeah. what I was just about to say, because when you said you, you said it before, there was probably a disassociation from it at that point. And you probably didn't feel anything toward it because it was, it was also something that was still hidden. When you said it, you brought it to light and then it started to process through your body. So then mm. when you saw the TV show and you felt it in your body, you couldn't ignore it. You're like, okay, now I need to sit with it. That's literally the perfect example of how this healing journey of, of wholeness and like embracing your power and the healer that's within you. That's the perfect like example of that, which you just, mm-hmm. which you just allowed us to see in your life. So thank you for letting us witness that. That's so emotional. But y'all, this has been so good. I tell you, these conversations be so good. You want them to go on and on. One last question. In motherhood, we learn a lot from our parents. But what is one thing that your mom didn't teach you? She did not teach me how to process my emotions. My mom, she was a, she is a single mama. And I feel like a lot of single mamas of her generation felt like they didn't have the time to process their emotions because they just wanted to get things done. You know, they had mouths to feed and they don't have time to sit and be and do all this stuff. 
Um, so she did not teach me that. I learned that on my own a lot um, as a child because I was I, I was alone a lot as a child. So I had time to sit with what I was feeling. Were you an only child? No, no, no. I have. I'm the middle child. The middle child always gets it, boy. I tell you. Yep. <laughs> I think that that is a perfect spot to end. Where can we keep up with you at? Tell us yes. about all the things you got going on. Yes. So you can uh, go to my website. It's patience, patience tomorrow.love. And then uh, my social media is uh, patience tomorrow. That's where you can find my book. My first book is Dear Self right here. I will send you one. But there is Dear Self now on Amazon. That's a collection of gentle reminders and self-love affirmations to kind of guide you every single day when you feel like you just need something uplifting or just a gentle reminder that's there for you. And then my second book will be out in September and it is titled The Way the Light Shines. And it's literally everything that we just talked about here. It's literally that um, it's, it's these different letters and love notes uh, that I created for different versions of myself to kind of help me help them and me walk through this healing and this this mm. path to wholeness. So that will be out soon. You got to come back will. when that drops. You got to come back. We will. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that is the end of today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. If we're not connected on Instagram, which is my favorite place to hang out, be sure to stop by and say hi at Martini Mama's podcast. Also, if you haven't done so, please follow, rate, and review us. Higher ratings and higher reviews mean more dope moms can find us. And I keep bringing you fresh mom content that matters. Until next Thursday. Be blessed.